Welcome back to another episode of Brain Lemonade. I am your host, Corbin Wilkins. My co-host with me all the time is my wife, Nicole Wilkins. Hello. And we brought our good buddy Trevor back. Oh, Trevor. hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, we're going to do some light RPG game tabletop. RPG talk? <laughs> just talking. Just, just talking. talking about some games, our experiences in the, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons, the Pathfinder, the Starfinder worlds. Uh, talk about some games that, like, you know, ones that we want to try in the future, you know, that, like, I know Trevor has one, Numenera. Uh, I want to play it so bad. Same. Like, I'm jonesing to find the book and just start diving in and see how to make one. I yeah, mean, I have so it. Cool. Um, Yvonne has that and the game mastery guide. Oh wow! So okay. We got a couple people involved already. Yes. But, um, so Numenera, I guess, is a good place to start. Um, yeah. It's probably one that's not really in the public eye that much, hmm. um, unlike um, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but it is a similar tabletop RPG. Um, the thing that makes it a little bit different is rather than like having um, a distinction between science and magic. Um, this sort of plays off the idea of technology being so advanced that it is indistinguishable from magic. Mm -hmm. um, so you have basically um, what's currently humanity um, is, or I guess not necessarily humans, but w the people that live on this planet right. um, are the remnants of the world of like seven formal uh, former civilizations Ooh. that like either uh, like were so technologically advanced they ascended reality or have like come to cataclysmic ends or whatever okay. um, but the world that they left behind is full of this technology um, or magic that is all called Numenera oh. um, so you have like nanites in the air that produce electric um, arcs between oh, um, atoms that um, allow you to send a um, lightning bolt hurtling towards an enemy or um, okay. the a like big floating obelisk that um, you can ride across a desert is it kind of uh, like um, <clears throat> like arcane punk then a little bit okay, yeah okay. Um, that is awesome <laughs> like I guess it's like um 80s, 70s and 80s science fantasy. Okay. Sci-fi fantasy. Classic cool. stuff. I dig that. Yes. So that was, you get like um, some good like clockwork uh, automatons and stuff in that. Um, good hybrid and <coughs> excuse me. It's good for um, like explorative people. Right. Um, because like you could be walking down the uh, path and see a mountain in front of you. And that could either be a mountain, it could be an ancient tomb, it could be a fallen starship, um, and everything's just taken over by moss, and it is so, like, alien that Whoa. it's Numenera. Yeah, Numenera. that's so cool. That I'd really watch cool. a show like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's probably plenty. Right. I mean, that one sounds particularly awesome. Right. Like, that one um, I, is really fun, like, sort of like Tales from the Loop is okay. another one, that, another game that they've, uh, Amazon recently turned into a TV show. Okay. Yeah. What is it again? Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. That does sound familiar. Yeah, that one, it's like um, E.T. style games or like um, okay. kids on bikes type stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of just taking place in a normal society, it's um, they perfected nuclear technology and found um, like this type of energy that was able to create more advanced technologies um, in the 80s and we have progressed from them. So now like 
um, dump truck will be going down the street, but the dump truck hovers, oh. and that's just a normal thing now. So it's alternate reality. Oh, that's cool. Um, where they have more advanced technology. Okay. I'd be into that. Um, yeah. And maybe some like alien stuff. And that's the what was that again? Uh, from Tales from the Loop. Tales, Tales from the Loop. Got it. And that's a tabletop. Yep. Oh, not tabletop. Mm. Interesting. There's so many, and uh, I know I've probably asked you this one a lot, mostly. Because I'm really interested in it, but I'm also scared on trying to run it as a GM because I need to have, like, all of my... I need to have point A, point B, point C, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, Vampire the Masquerade seems a little less like that, but I don't exactly know how it works. Um, I also haven't done any Vampire the oh, Masquerade. Okay. Um, I Is it dice? It, it is. There are there are stats and there are dice involved. Okay. Um, but it is. It seems like it's more geared towards um, a storytelling narrative where a lot of your stats are what kind of um, vampire cohorts and stuff you can right. recruit to you, and mm. what kind of overall um, influence you are having on the world. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Strange. And and that, and is there like books or adventures for it? Or is it I just believe, yeah, I think so. Oh. There's like pre-written stuff. Um, there's also. Like home people do homebrew stuff, and I, from what I'm a uh, gather from that, it is like has one of the more, um, let's say like one of the larger like LARP communities with it. Oh, okay. that's cool. That's fun. I mean, understandably, people like vampires. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. Well, Trevor's the one who got me into uh, Pathfinders and D and Ds. My brother started me with some Starfinder. Um, but then Trevor, when we became friends, started hanging out, and just, you just started showing me stuff, and I was like, oh my god, now I get, it just clicked. Mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> and, apologizing. Yeah, and it took me, I know it took me a long time just to get used to it all. Oh, man. Like, I remember being overwhelmed. My first character was a level 14 sorcerer. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so I was just you- like... Okay. Yeah, we uh, unfortunately (laughs) brought you into a high-level game that we've been playing for a couple years at that point. I still had fun. Oh yeah. And I and it still took me a second to learn. But like that's like the crazy thing about when it comes to like differences in different kind of like tabletop games is like the fact that like because I played we played Nicole and I played Starfinder for so long that like hopping over to Pathfinder threw me off a little bit, even though they're the same thing. But in Starfinder, most of the time you're using guns. You're yeah. shooting lasers, you know? Yeah. And then Pathfinder, it's like, nah, now you want to be very specific about your cool. weapon. Pick up this sword <laughs> and go hit that skeleton to death. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, it's not that easy. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you should have picked up the mace, but you have a sword, so <laughs> yeah. good yeah. luck. And then it's like... Oh, but you stepped in his square. Like, God damn it. Now he gets to punch you in the face. <laughs> right. So, Skeleton sucker punch. So I, I, I kind of blame that. <laughs> right. Uh, but then that's how I kind of got back into the, like, no, now I kind of like Pathfinder a little bit more because that gun thing gets a little annoying sometimes. I agreed. <laughs> um, well, things that I didn't like about Starfinder, I don't know, the rule set almost feels incomplete. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you'll, like, look at something. It's like, ah, go turn to this page. And then that page doesn't necessarily have the answer but it's like all right for more rules on this go to this page like that was the page i was just on right (laughs) um so it it leaves a little bit more up to gm's interpretation of like your gm will rule yay or nay on whether or not you can do this if it doesn't fall within the rules right whereas pathfinder i feel like they have flushed out the rules more so there are rules for that situation yeah yeah 
Or a book for it. <laughs> or an entire book. <laughs> or an entire yeah. book for it. Like I, one of my favorites is just the Ultimate Intrigue book. Mm. Um, there's oh, that it, uh, That's one where they introduce the vigilante and stuff. Oh. Um, and um, a lot of like, if you're playing a campaign that takes place in like one city, that's a good one to try to build a character from. Uh, because you do get more access to um, like social abilities okay. that you wouldn't really get to use as much as an adventurer on the road. Right. Hmm. hmm. That's cool. Wow. And uh, I know it's another. Sh- it's it's a. I'm going to be shifting to mm. games just so because comparisons, comparison, comparisons, and uh, and just kind of seeing like systems i guess of it yeah and you so before you mentioned well before in another episode and outside of the episodes you mentioned the game paranoia is that a dice system um so it's its own game um i don't know if it qualifies its own unique system um or if it is a variant of another oh okay i um haven't have read through it a little bit but i've never actually played it um, and I really want to. Okay. <laughs> um, but it is a... So it's a D6-based system. Um, and you are playing a citizen of Alpha Complex. Uh-huh. And Alpha Complex is a big testing facility, kind of like Portal, oh, um, okay. where everything is awful all the time. Awful. Everything awful. is malfunctioning. Everything's <laughs> broken. And it is up to you to try to maintain Alpha, Alpha Complex's daily functionality. Okay. Um, whether that be like fixing pipes that um, should have water in them, but now for some reason are filled with raspberry jam. <laughs> and um, you have been given a broom to deal with the problem. Uh, um, to funny. like um, throwing your fellow cohorts under the bus for treasonous activities related to terrorism um, to try to gain personal renown so, and rank yourself up in society. So when you play a character in this, like everyone plays a different character that's doing practically the same thing. Yeah, like you're all on the same team. Right. um, But you can choose to either do it collaboratively and try and get your team forward (laughs) or you can try to go for the personal game, throw everyone else under the bus to try to um, rank yourself up. Like let's say um, someone does something that might be um, harmful to Alpha Complex, and you do your due diligence as another c- uh, citizen of Alpha Complex and report them for it. <laughs> okay. Then that would be seen as a penalty to them, and they would get um, treasonous activity reported <laughs> on their permanent record, and potentially, depending on their level, certain circumstances might ensue after that. Dang. But then you, for bringing them to light get rewarded and uh, you are now a higher man- ranking member of society and you get to now tell them what to do <laughs> okay wow so you're a narc just kidding that's <laughs> why it's called paranoia uh, well, and, well it's called paranoia because um, on the uh, six sided die you're rolling there is the computer die um, that you roll along with it there's another six sided die where on that there is one digit that is replaced by just a computer eye and that means um, when you roll that, the computer, um, everyone who is in Alpha Complex has a chip in their head and has um, basically, you actually have a heads up display um, <laughs> as you are running around. And um, Alpha Complex's computer can see that and read your thoughts, oh, your God. surface level thoughts. And depending on what you do, if you are doing something that might be maybe a little risque in the eyes right. of the computer, the computer can see that and will uh, keep monitoring you to, for the safety of Alpha Complex. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> for the safety. Yes, so that's why Always. it's called Paranoia. That's, that's so cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, so it's like an industrial kind of game. Uh, yeah, a, a little bit. One. Okay. Um, and it gets very, very silly. 
It is more geared towards like short campaigns, short but campaigns. you can do long form campaigns <laughs> with it, which I don't even want to think about. <laughs> like, there's you can get up to so much. <laughs> We've been doing this for six months. I'm going crazy. Like, right. It's awesome. Dang. Yeah, we played a little bit of uh, Kids on Brooms, which is, in my opinion, you know, if if you want, if you want to get like a grip on role playing games. I'd start with the kid, one of the kids on series. I mean, I recommend. I wouldn't say star, but I recommend because you know it's just like um, kids on brooms, kids on bikes is a uh, Harry Potter or ET, if you will, is probably mm. like a really good one. Yeah. Um, so that's Stranger one. Things. Stranger, Stranger Things, things yeah. for sure. Like, like if you're looking for one, definitely just try that. Too. Like kids in the '80s solving supernatural problems. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about those games is that like. It just gave you like the guidebook. It didn't really give you like a campaign. Yeah. So you were kind of on had, your own to yeah. like make up, which could be really great for some people. But as like newbies like us, I was like, the, yeah, it was, it was almost overwhelming. For yeah. Me. And I had fun writing it too because you know I got to create like a Hogwarts type school, in a certain yeah. area of the world, and uh, you guys got to play students there, and we got to do our own like. We just got like so caught up in like going to class and like yeah, being did. normal students we didn't even get to like any weird yeah. wizardy well, stuff and that's I also started part of the fun of it exactly right. yeah and I started shenanigans after our like fourth third meetup of yeah. it yeah and after a little bit of that that's when we were like let's let's go to Starfinder and like we went we to Starfinder wanted some more combat good, like we did like a year of Starfinder yeah. before we were like fuck let's just go to Pathfinder <laughs> and now you're sucked in <laughs> now we're we'll never in, starting never the Mummy's Mask campaign <laughs> uh, which I'm excited for yeah I'm I get to stretch my wizard legs yeah <laughs> I'm actually really excited too to be in like a uh, a fantasy world of the desert Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to be really yeah. fun and bright for me. And I get to practice Very my bright. maps with it, you know? Like, it's going to be fun. You did send me that one of the um, big island being pulled by yeah. beetles, uh-huh. those giant scarabs. Which I was like, is side fun. mission. Whoop. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm already ahead of the game for that one. I was going to make another one, too. But I used, uh, wrote a one-shot for that that I never ended up playing, so I have hmm. a one-shot for that oh, written. Fuck yeah. That'd be um, cool. Yeah. Trevor could GM and then you could switch to a character oh, just for funsies. Fun. Yeah, do like a little, little one switch. shot arc. I'm down. I'm always down. I, I've done games like that before. Yeah. Mm. What's the longest campaign you've played or are playing? Well, so uh, played or run? Mm, played. Mm. Played um, was the longest running one I actually joined later on. Um, they were like fifth level I think when I joined and that was the Iron Fang Invasion that my friend Brent was running um, which is uh, one of Paizo's Pathfinder Adventure Paths um, which is very fun to say fun alliteration there (laughs) Um, but it is uh, one of their war games so uh, the country of Nirmathas is being invaded by the Iron Fang Legion which is a legion of uh, hobgoblins and monsters Um, so that one's really fun because you get to like build, like actually build a resistance and then inev- then eventually build an army against this um, sieging um, country of or legion. Hmm. And that's actually the game that we then brought Corbin into at fifteenth level. <laughs> oh, that's geez. when I joined too. So like my first two sessions were in that 
tavern, right? Yep. Yeah, like the war room. Like, yeah, sort well, like of thing. Ba- yeah, because basically he started right when we were trying to negotiate for our army with the neighboring mm-hmm. um, nations. Interesting. And be like, hey, can we use your support in this? Because we had gotten through the part where you're building a resistance and have made a name of ourselves as like defenders of this country. Yeah. Huh. Um, and the problem was starting to spread to outside near Mathas's borders. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So he got to just get plopped in immediately to the middle of like a giant political war party <laughs> and like intrigue meeting. Um, he's like, "All right, you don't know any of the stakes. You don't know any of the people here. But you're we here. need to convince these I, guys to join us." I also knew like very little on mechanics, so that was also I. What I did like about it was it was a good way for me to practice the diplomacy part. Yeah, the role play so, part. Yeah, right. and I actually had fun because I learned a lot just from what we did in that room so yeah nice okay i got that now (laughs) like i I was able to understand that yeah and that was actually a really good bit of like outside of the main campaign world building like um where you got the political uh world building rather than the geographic world building right right that's cool yeah but i mean on the other on the downside i was spoiled yeah, spoiled. spoiled with that level 14 magic <laughs> oh yeah now you get to come in as a first level character <laughs> yeah. I'll use acid splash <laughs> what about next turn uh, I already splash. used acid splash so I think I'm out for the day <laughs> <laughs> I pick up my crossbow right and that's my turn. Right. <laughs> I reload my crossbow and I'll fire it later <laughs> eventually <laughs> yeah um, there was another game that you were talking about that intrigues me too, and it's where you play different personalities. Oh yeah, that's everyone is John. Everyone is John. So okay. um, that one's hilarious. <laughs> um, and you, so John is terrible at everything, um, but he has voices in his head, and those voices are kind of good at some stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's an RPG where there is only one character, and that character is like typically voiced by the GM. Um, but then the voices in his head tell him what to do, um, which is all the players. And all the players. Oh, my gosh. Um, you shouldn't do that, John. Oh, no? Okay. But no, this guy not? just said I should. <laughs> no, John. Instead, you want to do this. And um, so each voice has a bunch of secret objectives that they're trying to accomplish um, that you don't let the other voices know about. Because the course. other voices will then try and sabotage you <laughs> so you don't win. Um, and every time you accomplish one of your goals, like ingesting um, a foreign bodily fluid (laughs) is a thing. Every time that happens, um, you get a point. (laughs) Um, And so on and so on. And, like, there's different tiers of stuff. So, like, ingesting a bodily fluid is probably, like, a mid-tier. It's something that would be, like, if it's an easy-to-accomplish goal, like, punch a child. (laughs) That really only requires one die roll. You need to, uh, um, as soon as you see a child, you just run up and punch Punch the child. (laughs) Then, like, then we go back to ingesting bodily fluids. That's probably two, uh, two (laughs) die rolls, because you have to find said bodily fluid and get it out of said person. Yeah. So that's about two rolls. And then you have three, like, uh, something that's really hard to accomplish. Like, if you had, um, blow up a building. Right. would be a tier three one because you would have to know how to build a bomb, right. build the bomb, sneak the bomb into a building, <laughs> right. and then set, blow up said and building. And then not get caught. And not. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> We're getting caught, uh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Right. Um, and everyone's John is usually pretty silly yeah. and stuff. I have actually tried to put a plot to it, um, <laughs> but part of the rules of everyone is John's the GM, uh, the game master must spend no more than 15 minutes prepping a session that, of oh, everyone's John. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like an odd challenge. <laughs> so, no, it's just because it's supposed to be really like fly by the seat of your pants silliness. Right. Yeah. 
um, <laughs> which it usually is. I have run it as like a Lovecraftian horror game before. Oh where, my gosh! Um, like the secrets of immortality were imprinted on John's brain and it broke Whoa. his psyche, and that's what caused that's the voices. Why it's oh, cool. Shit, that's I did it. Cool. Everyone is. Um, uh, John, but spelled weird, like it was a George Lucas like character, <laughs> um, and it was a Star Wars. Everyone is John, oh, cool. um, where everyone was a voice in this uh, Twi'leks head, um, <laughs> not a Mandalorian. <laughs> no, yeah, well, because this is before Mando, right? Um, right, right. But then um, you wake up in a Bacta tank as an electrical cur- current oh. goes through it because the Bacta tank mal- malfunctions, and okay. that's what causes the voices. Oh nice. God, that's awesome! That's awesome, and. Um, so in, in Kids on Brooms and Kids on Bikes and stuff, that one you have to build a town, a city, mm. or a village, or whatever. You have to you build your area, Is yeah. that the same for, what's it called? Is that Monster of the Week that does kind of... Yeah, yeah. ish. Yeah, Monster okay. of the Week is in a similar uh, thing where there's a, a lot of games that will do that where you right. are centered, if you're staying central to one town, right. then they'll have you like flush out that one town rather than focus on an entire world to build. Right. Like um, more open-ended RPGs like D&D would be. Okay. So games like All Flesh Must Be Eaten um, okay. is a zombie survival oh. tabletop RPG that has hey, a similar mechanic. Fun. It is real fun. Um, I, I used to have a um, tradition of running a game of that every Halloween. Okay. Mm. Oh, cool. Okay. High mortality rates because <laughs> um, there's different tiers of characters you can play. Right. There's um, the norms, which are people that show up in episode one of The Walking Dead. Right. Oh, right. And right. then you have the survivors, which are people that are alive in season two of The Walking Dead. <laughs> then you get um, chosen and touched, which are like um, actual like. RPG characters okay. in a zombie survival setting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like you have the cleric and paladin and like oh. holy warrior and oh, stuff. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, but that's for like, and then like your stats go up each time based okay. on what tier you're at. So I like running games as normies and just seeing them like panic and like succumb to the zombie flood. Let's see how long you guys last. Yeah, because awesome. um, it, it, you can run it as a more. Um, full-fledged like campaign. I just run it as one shots typically. Right. Right. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. Wow, I didn't even... I didn't know they had a zombie one. Oh, yeah. It's real like, fun. I know the Fallout one just came out, right? Mm-hmm. There's a Fallout one, um, Final Fantasy one, and of Ooh. course, like, most RPGs have a zombie element to them, like right. Dungeons yeah. & Dragons are notorious for, like, low level, oh, we're two. <laughs> Zombies, no! Oh. <laughs> I was gonna okay. say that... Uh, Shaun of the Dead, I feel like, is just that zombie game played with a bunch of normies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is a great way to think about all flesh must be. Yeah, that's awesome. Dang. Oh, and oh, I guess I can... It's like, sorry, I know I'm just picking your brain at most of them and we're just like talking about them, but another one that I remember uh, I was hanging out with you and you got your... Uh, your package, but it was Delta Green. Yeah. So what's that? So, I know that I know you can describe that if you want. I was just talking about I, my particular question is going to be in the dice system. Word. So Delta Green, um, I've never actually played, mm. um, but I have been wanting to, and I've like listened to a lot of other podcasts that yeah. have done it. Um, but it's basically Men in Black meets Lovecraftian Eldritch Horror yes. and <laughs> existential horror. 
oh. um, where you are playing um, the government agents that are trying to keep the like madness and actual chaos of the world at bay, right. um, or at least from human knowledge. Because <laughs> humans, if they understood how close to the brink of collapse everything was all the time, they wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, and do and they, so they have stories for that yeah, one too. Okay, cool. pre-written. Uh, the pre-written stuff's really good. Yeah, okay. um, they do a lot of cool stuff where they like border the line between fiction and fantasy. Yeah, where um, like using like one of the killers used math to determine the um, like he when looking for a specific proof in one of their adventures. Right, um, found. Um, that the number he received gave him the social security numbers uh-huh. of an entire family, uh-huh. um, a time of day that he could find a um, police shotgun unguarded, and um, that like a, the specific moment that a dog was hit by the car down the street, so everyone would turn and look away, so he could take the Shit. gun and then go and kill that family, oh my and God. then himself because oh. the math told him to. That's like Weird. Black Mirror stuff yeah. almost. Yeah, like, Black Mirror. Damn. Okay. That's yeah, no, nuts. it's whack. Whoa. Um, and then, like, talking, like, normally in those games, it's sort of like um, Cthulhu Dark, right. which is a much more simplified version of that, where you're just playing, like, a mundane person that encounters an Eldritch Horror thing. Right. Yeah. Which in that game, a little bit more nuanced, where it's. If you encounter the creature, you die. If you okay. fight the creature, you die. Yeah. Because you're a mortal, and this is Cthulhu. You right. don't win against Cthulhu. No. Right, yeah. That's... Um, but so, yeah, it's like, basically, you're not necessarily trying to beat the creatures. You are trying to save humans. Right. <laughs> Interesting. So, like, what's the mechanic to that? Like Mechanic, like, they have a few different types of mechanics. They have, like, the in-play combat, where it works very similar to, like, a... Dungeons and Dragons or a Warhammer, okay. um, where you have your individual character you're rolling dice for that relate to your do specific you do stats. Yeah, but you have your initiative oh, rolls okay. and everything. Cool. It's usually based off your agility or whatever. Oh, right, right. Um, but then you have um, the more interesting mechanics. Um, the is where it starts to differ are in your relationships because um, your relationships. Um, and like how these things that you encounter take their toll on your psyche. Right. Um, affect your personal life. Oh. Um, so you have these relationships that take strain um, when you are like doing like between missions and right. or like um, on your days off hmm. or something okay. because like you can't tell your spouse that you just watched a horrible monster eat the brain of a child. Right. right. And that fucks with your psychology. Yeah. Right. So yeah. now you snap yeah. at your wife and strain that relationship because Whoa. she keeps trying to bug you about your work because she can tell something's wrong. Right. Oh, that's dark stuff. Oh, yeah, no, it's super dark. Um, cool. Yeah, my dark. character that I have written up for that whenever someone wants to run it um, <laughs> is very, very sad. Uh, I feel like Damn. there's just... I mean, aside from humanity surviving, probably not, like, the best happy endings. With no, people, it sure. very rarely does have happy endings. <laughs> like, to the point where in the um, Game Master's Guide, it's like, usually um, the players will have this character for this adventure. And when they we do the next adventure, it'll probably be a new person. Oh, wow. Because either that person is dead or too psychologically broken to continue. I can't. Um, I and, can't. like, characters that do continue through are, like, some of the darkest, grizzled people that are on the edge of suicide. Right. Oh, my gosh. Damn. Nice. Nuts. Yeah. Also would make a very good TV series. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, that one and, uh... Which, that's... The other one. I mean, basically what, um... 
kind of Stranger Things turned into for a right. bit. Yeah, but that's like, true. More on the uh, kids on kids on bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like framing. Yeah. <laughs> or that's at least how it started. Yes. <laughs> Um, I never thought I'd be a tabletop person, yeah. an RPG person. Mm. Not I, that I like had any like weird connotations about it. I just like mm-hmm. literally had no idea yeah. mm. about the whole realm of. I mean, we play Monopoly and Cards Against Humanity, like, but those aren't, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, these games. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad that I like have the time to like play with people and like learning new things and like, I don't know. I feel like it's fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's nice being able to, like... Like, I see characters as, like, a reflection of who you think you are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or at least in that moment, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And that, like, Pathfinder, D&D, even kids on bikes and brooms. Um, I don't know about Numenera yet, but I'm going to look into it. <laughs> but you get to just, like, kind of make something that you're like, yeah, that's what I feel like. And then you get to, like, you know, meet once a week or once a month with your mm-hmm. friends. I, I hope it's not once a month, guys. Okay. Right. Uh, but once a week or whatever you do, just to, it's like the stuff you look forward to is to just to do it again yeah. with your friends. And you're not, you're not the only one who kind of feels like that, but you're all just like, cool. I get to be you someone know, else for a few hours. Bonsai, or, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you get to be like this or that. And it just sounds, I don't know. It's, it's cool how it brings people together even. Mm. Yeah. Cause like even that, like our buddy Tom, like he, we didn't know him until B, uh, our other friend, introduced us to him, and he's been in our games for the past year now, and yeah. like he's mm-hmm. our, is like our diehard friend now. Like, yep. So it's just it's really cool, you know, and people you meet. Yeah, it's crazy, and I've heard like even just the cons for uh, like tabletop cons are just it like enlightening, you know, yep. like it's be- mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing, and it sucks that I didn't get. I'm bummed that I wasn't introduced to these things growing up. Yeah. But, you know, I grew up in more of an unfortunate, jaded, you know, family time mm-hmm. at the time. So, like, I understand. But at the same time, I'm glad it came in when it did, because now I can, like, I'm an adult and I can put time aside <laughs> yeah. for it. Time and I money guess. into playing. <laughs> time yeah. and money into playing. Because that's what they are. They're sinks. They're time and money sinks. <laughs> yeah. you know, these hobbyist things we do. Right. But I think the worst was it turning me into a. Actually, you turned me into the dice goblin, yeah. Trevor. I mean, uh, it's yeah, it's one of my favorite things is getting a new set of dice. Yeah, yeah. they're so pretty. That clickety clacky math rocks. Yes. Um, well, Nicole, what you said interested me because my girlfriend's actually going through something very similar right now because I've introduced her to Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, and my roommate is running a War for the Crown game, yeah. um, starting at level one here in a couple weeks, and she just um, is in the process of building a. Um, Gnome Sorcerer of gnome. the Fey Bloodline. I knew she was going to say Sorcerer. Yeah. Nice. So that's that's fun. She's Is this her like first? First art. Well, cool. she's played like very little D&D back in, the day, back in her college days with right. people that it seems like weren't super big on rules. Gotcha. Just trying. Interesting. <laughs> Just, yeah. you know. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be definitely a different experience for her, but it's not her like First, first overall first. or okay. like role play sorry we have also played for the queen now um, yeah. so she really likes that one that yeah love it uh, well, I mean, she's a writer in English like shenanigan person she has a oh. master's in English oh hell yeah um, and so doing these things are just like fun writing exercises oh for yeah right. sick yeah it is yeah no I think like cause I was 
never like the best at math and i know everyone can say that but i'm talking about in the sense of like like i failed it twice in college just kind of mm. thing and i always had to get bonus help but it wasn't until like playing all like games like this even minecraft i was gonna say helped which right. was stupid I and know. funny at the same time <laughs> but like these games like not only do they kind of help you like like social with the role playing but like the mm the math part about it you know like yeah. like it's it's not just quick math it is if you are if you can make it quick math then good for you right uh, but you know if you got to take your time take your time but at the same time you'll get quicker yeah with it and that's the fun part yeah. and it's just like it kind of just like like ninja teaches you or was, i don't know the other way of saying it like mr miyagi doing the you know yeah. wax on wax off now it conditions you <laughs> yeah, yeah it conditions you, you. that's yeah. it like and that's kind of like what I'm grateful for in some ways, but then it con conditions you in the other way. Like me, as a map maker now, like I could just be walking in the woods, like I can make a map. I mean, that's what <laughs> Tolkien did. <laughs> right. He would like, people often would remark about how they hated going on walks with him because they like walk around the neighborhood could take, or like just down a path could take hours because he would just like go and stop and stare at one tree for 40 minutes. Like, uh, yeah, like imagine it was like, the, yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> you are. You're definitely a walker and a, a talk looker. A what? walker talk looker? Walker talker looker. Mm, that's a bad guy, right? Yeah, it could <laughs> be. Walker. I am walker talker looker. <laughs> <laughs> I am walker Texas Ranger's son. <laughs> oh, God. Walk, walker Texas looker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, thanks again for joining us, Trevor. No problem. Uh, Anytime. I like talking about nerd shit. Yeah, sorry. I know I get, I pick and I hop between. I have that ADHD brain. But I know I learn so much every time we get to talk about them, so it's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for Glad I can help. This. Um, we're going to go and uh, feed the brain. Oh, I was going to say we were going to roll some dice. Roll some dice. Roll the brains. Yeah. We should get a dice with the brain in it. We should get a dice with the brain in it. Oh, and it's yellow for the lemon. Blue words. We win. Yeah. Yellow yellow brain with blue inlays. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many variations. All right, this is going to happen, people. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.